This is the pastor of the Crestview Missionary Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, coming to you from the sanctuary of uh, Crestview at 825 Southeast Parkway in Arlington, Texas. And it is my happy privilege to welcome you to this medium where you can enjoy, enjoy and uh, participate in our singing. We uh, hope that you have uh, become familiar with these old songs and that you will just join right in uh, from Sunday until we get uh, back into our worship services. And we've had a good number of uh, views uh, from this Facebook Live, and we appreciate each one who has tuned us in. And that uh, we, our prayer is that you will have been blessed by the things that you have seen and the things that you have heard. And as I always say, if uh, you like it, well, tell someone. If you don't, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> and so we're uh, tickled to death that you have uh, joined us this very day. As we have been looking into the Word of God, and we've been talking about the gospel of God's grace and the uh, death and the beth, uh, burial and the resurrection, and now today the ascension of our Lord. We're going to be looking in the book of Acts, if you will, uh, chapter 1. If you have a copy of God's Word uh, close by, or if you have a device that uh, you can pull up the uh, scriptures, we uh, use the King James Version, and I hope that you will uh, follow along with whatever you have. And uh, we're going to speak today on where is Jesus and what is he doing? And in Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye have ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he saith unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, 
ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for these who have faithfully gathered together to support this service by this means of Facebook Live. And I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts that we might receive your word and all those that are watching in our audience that they might be blessed, that they might be informed, and that they might be inspired. And we'll pray this in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. Here we find that Luke writes the account of what we commonly call the ascension of Jesus Christ. Jesus had come, he had lived, he had died, he had been buried for three days and three nights, then he arose from the grave, and now we find that he ascends. He went to Bethany in the Mount of Olives, and there he ascended. Uh, and he will return there, as it tells us in Luke 24 uh, and in verse 50. He told them to stay in Jerusalem in verse 49 of Luke 24. And then he told them that he would empower them to be witnesses. Then we find that he ascended up into a cloud. Some believe that this cloud was the Shekinah glory cloud that he went up in. I do not know uh, for a fact that that is true, but some uh, are convinced that it is. But it says in verse 9, when he had spoken these things, while we, they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. What a day that must have been as they were there up on that mountain. I have been to that mountain. We had a Sunday morning service there and it felt like you were on holy ground as not knowing the exact place where Jesus was, but knowing that you were in the vicinity of where Jesus walked and where he talked and where he ascended from heaven and where one day he will come again and his feet will touch that mountain and it will cleave as the Bible says. And so we find that he ascended into a cloud. And so we ask the question today, where is Jesus? Well, we find that after he ascended into the cloud and as his disciples had their eyes riveted on him with great wonder and awe. We find that the Bible tells us that he sat down at the Father's right hand. The Father's right hand, I think, is very important. And there are a number of scriptures uh, that concur to that. In Mark 16, 19, and Acts 7, 55 and 56, Hebrews 12, 2. Romans 8.34, Ephesians 1.20, Colossians 3.1, 1, 
and Hebrews 1, 3. They all concur with the fact that Jesus left and he went up in this cloud and he went into the very presence of God the Father and he either sat down out at or on the right hand of the Father. Why is the right hand important? Because in Bible times we know that the right hand was the place of authority. It was a place of power. It was a place of equality. And so Jesus had been exalted and had been given a name above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And so you want to know where is Jesus now? What is he doing? Uh, he right now is at the right hand of the Father. And you might ask, why is that so important? Why is the ascension important to us today? Well, we find in John 20 and verse 17, Jesus made the statement. He said, touch me not, for I'm not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I say unto my I send unto my Father, that your Father, and to my God, and to your God. Now notice these words, I ascend unto my Father. This was a prediction. This was a prophecy. This was a foretelling of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would do something. And I'm glad to tell you that whatever he promised, that he was also able to perform. And I want you to know that's important because if he would be God, as he said that he was, the only begotten of the Father, then the Bible tells us that it's impossible for God to lie. And if that would be the case, and if Jesus had not ascended, he would be telling a lie. He would be telling an untruth. But I'm glad to say today that just as he had prophesied and foretold the fact that he would ascend, he did just exactly that. And then John 16 and verse 7, it tells us, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, it is necessary for you that I go away. For if I not go not away, and the Comforter will not come unto you, but I will, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And so Jesus said it is expedient, it is necessary for your benefit that I go away. And we find that Jesus did just exactly that. He left, he went away, and ended up in the at the right hand of the Father. <clears throat> and then he says in John 16, 28, that he would leave this world and he would uh, go uh, to the Father. And uh, he is doing that for our, our benefit. He said, I came forth from the Father and then come into the world. And again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Be thankful today that Jesus is now not still here upon this planet. But be thankful that he is not in the tomb. Be more thankful that he is not upon the cross, but that he is at the right hand of the Father doing a work and a job for
for you and for me day and night. And then in John 14, verses 2 and verse 3, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. And so once again, we find that Jesus makes this promise that if I go, I will come again. We cannot expect Jesus to come again if he did not go. And I believe that he did not just go in spirit, as some people would uh, uh, say uh, and teach. I believe that it was a bodily resurrection and I believe that when he comes again and he calls us from the grave that it will be a bodily resurrection and just like Jesus and Jesus said in verse 11 of our text remember he said I shall come in like manner in verse 11 of Acts 1 I will come in like manner and so this ascension is important and then and then for a lot of other reasons I don't have time to tell today but then we asked another great question what is Jesus doing now I'm glad to tell you first of all he is making intercession for us making intercession for us the writer of the Hebrews uh, wrote this in chapter 7 and verse 25 Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. When Jesus died upon the cross, the veil of the temple was rent and the door was open and no longer do we need to go to a priest. You don't have to go to a preacher. You don't have to go to any other individual in order to get in contact with God, but God has made a way through his son, Jesus Christ, that he is our mediator, that we can come before him, that he would make uh, intercession for us. And though he be far away, he is available by prayer. Amen. We can be thankful today that we have that hotline to heaven. He is the interceder for us and for God. And then he is serving as our advocate. And our advocate in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1, Jesus said, my little children, he said, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, which we do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. What is that advocate, you might ask? Well, I got the answer to that when I was in the service. And I used to walk the uh, air base, and there was a sign. And it says, Staff Judge Advocate. And I didn't know what that was. And so one day I asked someone, what is that sign 
What is, does that mean, staff, judge, advocate? And, that it's, and, and the fellow told me, he said, well, that's the, that's the lawyers. <laughs> if you get in trouble, you need a lawyer, more, so much more uh, in the military. And, he, and so that's who that was. Jesus is our advocate. He is our lawyer, uh, please. And when we sin, we need a divine lawyer. We need a heavenly uh, uh, lawyer. And that is none other than Christ Jesus the Lord, if you know him. And I'm here to tell you that he's never lost a case. He is there standing before the Father, and he is pleading our case on the merits of his blood, on the merits of the work of the cross, on the work of the resurrection, and now the ascension. He has paid the price. He has done the duty, and he has done everything that it's needed to take care of all of our sins, even our daily sins. And so we know sin has its consequences. But uh, I'm telling you what, salvation's loss. Salvation's loss isn't one of those consequences once we come to know Jesus as our Savior and our advocate. He is a great attorney. He, he's better than Perry Mason, if you please. Never lost a case. And so what is Jesus doing now? He is making intercession. He is serving as our advocate. And then he serves as the mediator between God and man. How does sinful man get the holy God? Do we go by the way of works? Do the way of religiosity? Do we go by the way of our efforts or someone else's efforts? The Bible is clear. Paul said it well to young Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 5, 4. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I'm thankful today that Jesus is the mediator. He is the way, the truth, and the life to God. And then he serves as uh, our high priest, if you please. He serves as our high priest. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, it says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and we might find grace to help in time of need. And so I am thankful today that he is a compassionate high priest. He is the one that not only knows all of our problems, but he is one that genuinely and honestly cares. He knows when we are hurting. He knows when we are sad. He knows when we are faithful. Uh, fearful. He knows when we face insurmountable objects that cannot be moved. He knows when we are uh, when we are doubtful, and he is willing uh, to be there for us. And he tells us that we don't have to come timidly to him, but we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain help in time of need and sometimes the only prayer we may have is help 
I need some help. And he, as our great high priest, is willing to take it on. Amen. And so we, he is touched. And we know that he knows and that he also cares. And then where in what is he doing now? He is preparing a place for us. We are just visitors here on this planet. And you know, the Bible tells us the words of Jesus in John 14, many that you've heard time and time again, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said to his fearful, sad disciples, because in my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And so he is preparing a place for us. I believe that heaven is a real place. I don't believe it's just a figment of imagination. I don't believe that it is just a state of mind that we can have down here upon the earth. Jesus said he is preparing a place for us. Thankful to God for that place that's called heaven. It's not only a place, but it is a big place. It's a big place. <clears throat> Uh, 1,500 square uh, feet and 15 square uh, 100 miles rather uh, uh, straight up. Uh, I had a fellow tell me one time, he said, I did those measurements of the New Jerusalem and that's only a city coming out of God. And he said, I don't uh, believe that there's enough room for the population of all time. And I said, well, you made one miscalculation. He said, what is that? I said, everybody's not going. Everybody's not going. And so we need to understand that only those who have been born again, only those who have received Christ as their Savior, uh, those who have had their sins forgiven, those who had their names written in the book of life, those are the ones that will uh, go to that wonderful place that he is preparing. I'm glad today to say that my name's written in heaven. He wrote it when I was a 19-year-old boy when I gave him permission to be my Savior and to save me and be my Lord. And then, number six, what is he doing today? Jesus is saving to the uttermost. Saving to the uttermost, once again, in Hebrews 7, 25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Someone said, from the guttermost to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Jesus is saving us by his life. And what he is doing today, I'm glad today, that as long as Jesus lives, I am safe from condemnation. I am safe from the wrath of God being poured out upon me. And the Bible says he ever liveth in this text. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. And so today I can say I'm saved because he has promised to save me for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And not only has he promised, but he is able to save us to the uttermost. And more greater than that is that he is 
willing to do that. He loves sinners. Jesus is a friend of sinners, and he will forgive us of our past and our present, and he will cleanse us of our future. And so today, let me say this. That's where Jesus is. He is making intercession. He is our advocate. He is serving as our mediator and our high priest. He is preparing a place for us. And man, it's going to be a beaut. And he is saving people to the furthest end. That's what the word uttermost means. And so Jesus today, in conclusion, is not only risen, but he's still alive today. And he wants to come into your heart. If you would, uh, he, he lives to live as your Savior and your Lord, if you would receive him. And he will be your comforter, and he will be your counselor. And oh, how we need one as we traffic through these days and as we try to navigate through the problems. And today he invites you to come unto him just as you are. And I'm here to tell you in Matthew 11, 28, he said, come unto me all, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you ready to lay it down? Jesus says, I'll meet you, and I'll meet you at the cross. Kneel at the cross, the songwriter wrote. Christ will meet you there. Come while he waits for you. Listen to his voice. Leave with him your cares and begin life anew. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is working at the right hand of the Father for you. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you today for your word that's so rich and real. We thank you for the hope that you give us through your word in a living Savior that who has paid the price for our iniquity and that he's willing to save us and to take us in and make us a part of your family. Thank you, thank you for that. And I pray if there are those here today that are in this vast audience that have never opened their heart and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please come in. Be my Savior and be my Lord and be my friend. That you would knock at, knock at their heart's door that they might open it up and they would receive our Savior because it's in his name we pray. Amen. All right, our singers are going to sing one more time.
behalf of all of our worship team, we want to thank you for being a part of our Facebook Live uh, congregation today. And we hope that you will be richly blessed because you worship the Lord with us in spirit and in truth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you now as we dismiss our hearts. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us encouragement and give us hope during these um, uh, challenging times. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to be the best that you can make us as we uh, live this life down here below until you take us home. And we'll thank you and praise you and glorify you in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. God bless you.